John chapter 7, verse number 37 says this. And on the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds. He said, anyone who is thirsty may come to me, and anyone who believes in me uh, may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said, when he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him, but the Spirit had not been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. And when the crowds heard him say this, some of them declared, surely this man is the prophet we've been expecting. And others said, he is the Messiah. Still others said, but he can't be. Will the Messiah come from Galilee? For the scriptures clearly state that the Messiah will be born of the royal line of David in Bethlehem, the village where David was born. And so the crowd was divided about him. I'm, I'm talking to, to you today. Uh, last week I was talking to you about this living water. Uh, I was talking to you last week about God has called us to be uh, swimmers and not, not waders. And I want to talk to you today about traveling through the deep water. Initially, initially Jesus' own brothers doubted the, the divinity of Jesus. Can you imagine that? The, the, the individuals that were raised with him doubted that he was the son of God. They laughed at him. Uh, they made fun of him. And in fact, his brothers came to him in the first part of, of John chapter 7 there was this festival of uh, uh, Sukkot. There was this, uh, as the Christian church would call it, there was this, there was this uh, feast of tabernacles that, that was happening, and it was happening at the, in, the, in the end of summer, in the seventh month, the 15th day. And so his brothers came to him and said, Hey, listen, Jesus, the festival is going to happen, and you ought to go so you can perform some miracles for all the people to see. And you can become famous if you will go to the festival. And so Jesus told his brothers, he said, listen, I'm not going to go right now. He said, you guys go to the festival without me. And he said, uh, uh, just, just go on. He said, I'm, I'm not trying to make myself famous. But he said, you guys go to the festival without me. So they went on to the festival. And Jesus waited just a little while. And then he too left for the festival. He, the Bible says he secretly went to the festival. And when he went to the festival, he immediately, even though he, he went secretly, he immediately went and began teaching. He went to the temple. He began to teach. He began to instruct the people. He began to talk to them about the kingdom of God. And while he was at the festival, he met a lot of opposition. Uh, he met people that were fighting against him. He, there were those of them that said he is the Messiah. There were those that believed that he was the coming king, but still others said that is impossible because he is not who he says he is. He is a fraud. You see, Jesus knew that there was danger of him going to the festival, but he wasn't afraid of the danger because Jesus knew this, that no man could take his life. And although he faced opposition, he did not let the opposition stop him from going to the feast. He did not let the opposition stop him from teaching and from telling the truth. 
Jesus deals with people even in a hostile crowd, all right? Jesus is not afraid to deal with people in an, in, in, in an unusual environment. Let me say this, okay? That the Holy Spirit deals with the alcoholic that's sitting on the bar stool, all right? The Holy Spirit deals with the addict that's getting ready to shoot up. You say, well, I can't picture him doing that. Listen, the Holy Spirit doesn't know boundaries. He is always present. And so he goes even to a hostile environment. Jesus was intentional about meeting people exactly where they were. He was intentional, intentional about meeting people where they were gathering. He was intentional because he knew that if he would go, that yes, there would be doubters, but there would also be people that were seekers. He went for the seekers. He went for the people that were looking for him. And he was at the festival. He was surrounded by all kinds of people. The first point I want to make to you, to you is this this morning. Living water is for people that's heart is set on faith. Okay? If you expect nothing from God, you will receive nothing from God. Okay? If you say that Jesus Christ is, is, is nothing, he's just a, just a man that, that talked about ridiculous myths, you will receive nothing from Jesus. But if we, we expect, we will receive today because living water is for those whose heart is set on faith. Jesus told the people, he said this, if you're thirsty, come to me. He said, if you will believe me, I will bring you satisfaction. I will bring you the joy that you have been searching for. Because Jesus brings joy and satisfaction. But we've got to recognize that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. There's a lot of people today, all right? And they'll give Jesus about 15 seconds of their att attention. Why? Because they want Jesus to do something for them immediately. But Christ wants us to turn our attention and affection to him, and then he can do something for us. Not just for 15 seconds. Not just when we say, Jesus, do it right now. But he wants us to come to him in faith, believing with an open heart, and God can do something great. Christ can do something great in his life. But we've got to believe that he gives living water. And we've got to know Jesus Christ. While Jesus walked the earth, he performed mighty miracles. And the miracles proved the deity of Jesus Christ. But many people disregarded the miracles of Jesus Christ because some people had their heart set on doubt. Our world is full of people today that's got their heart set on doubt. Don't be one of those kind of people. Well, listen, I'll believe it if I see it. I'll believe it if God does it for me. There's a lot of folks, and they had their hearts set on doubt. They said, Jesus is just an uneducated liar and a poor man from Galilee. Why? Because they totally disregarded everything that Jesus did. Even though he's raising the dead, he's opening up blinded eyes. They're disregarding everything because they don't expect Jesus to do anything for them. They don't expect God to show up in their life. And there's a lot of people today, and they are locked in to their dead religion. And they're locked in to their unbelief today. And the result is this. Jesus Christ can do nothing for them. There are people that spend their whole life living in doubt. Okay, There are folks, they doubt the deity of Jesus, but they believe in UFOs and ghosts 
and all kinds of ridiculous things and all kinds of absurd ideas, and they continue to believe those things, but they doubt Jesus, okay? You know why? Because the devil's not fighting against UFOs and ghosts and all kinds of ridiculous false religion because he knows that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, that he is the risen Savior. And so that's why he attacks us in our faith, and he'll try to do whatever he can. The, the devil today is on a relentless pursuit to keep people set on doubt today. But you've got a measure of faith that's been dealt to you today. The scripture says the measure of faith has been dealt to every single person. There was an agnostic many years ago. I used to teach a class of adults every single Sunday. I had a great time for almost 20 years. I taught this class every single week, week in and week out. I love teaching my class. I love gathering with a group of people and teaching and, and, and talking to them and, and getting instant feedback and, and getting a lot of questions. I'll be honest with you. A lot of times I didn't know the answer for, but I would say, hey, listen, I'll go home this week. I'll study it. And there was, a, there was an agnostic that would come to my class every single week. His name was Clarence. He would come every single week. And he would say this, he would talk to me and say, I'm here today and I'm trying to find evidence of the big guy. He told me that. I'm looking for evidence of the big guy, okay? And so I'm up there teaching the word of God week in and week out. And this guy keeps coming week in and week out. And I'm teaching about Jesus and I'm teaching about eternal life. And I'm talking about the promises of God and I'm teaching about the resurrected Savior. And there are many times when he would sit, he would sit right on the front seat. Okay, he'd be sitting there and under his breath, he'd be saying, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Listen, the devil wants to keep you locked into saying, I don't believe that. I don't believe. That. There's a lot of people who are at the festival. Their heart was set on doubt. They didn't go to the fest. They went to the festival uh, not to recognize Jesus. They just went there because it was, it was part of their religious tradition. They went there, okay? Jesus didn't go for the doubters. He wasn't, Jesus is not on a pursuit to try to prove himself. He doesn't have to. He is God today. He is the resurrected Savior. He went to the festival because he knew that many people would be, have a heart set on faith. He knew that many people would be thirsty for living water. He knew that there would be people that would be looking and longing and searching for him. So he didn't come to the festival to convince the doubters and the skeptics. He came for the seekers. He came for the hurting. He came for the broken and for the wounded. He came for the future believers. All right? So the first point I make is this, that Jesus and living water is for those whose heart is set on faith. The point, second point is this. Jesus saves us from raging waters. <clears throat> Anyone here ever felt like you're drowning before? I, I asked last week who could swim, and I, I, some people got offended at that. Just, just joking. Uh, a lot of people were at the festival that day, and they listened to Jesus at the festival. There were skeptics. There were seekers that day. There were many people at the festival that literally felt, felt like they were drowning in the seas of life. And uh, once we, were, we went swimming, okay, at, on the river. Went on a little river outside town and went swimming out there. And it was my mom and my younger sister and myself 
and a couple other friends and one of my cousins who was about the same age as me, we went out there and we went swimming in the river and uh, my sister kind of got over here by herself and stepped off in a hole and she's eight or nine years old and my cousin and I are 12 or 13 and she's bobbing up and down and she says, I'm drowning, I'm drowning, please help me, I'm drowning, I'm drowning and she's bobbing up and down. And so, you know, what does a 12 or 13-year-old boy do, do whose sister is drowning? We make fun of her, okay? <clears throat> and we yell at her, and we say, hey, Kathy, the water's not that deep. It's, it's really not a big deal. Help me, I'm drowning, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. We're laughing at her. Finally, my mom went over there and saved her life, okay? And, and when she got out of the water and she got on safe ground, she said, you know, I really felt like I was drowning. I really did. I thought I was going to perish today. You see, sometimes when it seems like we're drowning in the sea of life, other people are laughing at us, okay? Other people are saying, hey, it's not so bad. What are you complaining about? The water's really not that deep. That's what we told my sister. We said, hey, Kathy, just stand up. The water's not that deep. And, we're, and, there, and that's how it is when we're, when we're seem like we're drowning in, in the waters, the raging waters of life. Other people are putting us down. Other people are condemning us down. And yet we know that if someone doesn't jump in and save us, that we are going to perish. But praise God, Jesus saves us from raging waters. Let me grab a drink here. Let me grab a drink. Wow, that's, that's good. You probably wish you had a bottle right now. but In spite of the doubters and mockers, we have got a merciful Savior who reaches down and he picks us up from raging waters. My mother and father-in-law, okay? When Debbie was, Debbie was about 13 years old, okay? My wife, those of you who don't know Debbie. And her, her parents were having a lot of marital problems, okay? They're having problems in their home. And someone came by and knocked on their door and invited them to come to church. And they looked at each other, my mother and father looked at each other, and decided that they were going through raging waters. And they said, you know what? The kids are getting a little bit older. We've got some problems. We need to go to that church. And so they went to that church. Actually, it wasn't that church because that was a Jehovah Witness family that came and invited them. And they went there and they listened for a while and they said, there's something not quite right about this. But they, they went from there to a full gospel church and they found Christ their personal Savior. He, Jesus saved them from raging waters, okay? And my father-in-law says, listen, if that group hadn't come by and knocked on our door, invited us, we would have never went. It was a start, okay? It was a start. Jesus saves us from raging water. There might be someone today that feels like you're, you're drowning in a sea of raging water. You don't know where your hope is coming from. You don't know where the answer is coming from. Jesus said in John chapter 7, verse 37, on the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and he shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. You see, living water is for those that's heart is set on faith. And Jesus tells seekers, ask and I will give you 
What, I'll give you the fulfillment. I'll give you the joy. I'll give you the relief. I'll give you the help. I'll reach down. I will pick you up. You see, Jesus knows who is in the crowd that has her heart set upon faith. He knows who it is that is going through raging water. There's some people today and they're going through raging waters and they give Jesus just a little bit of their attention and when Jesus doesn't do it like they think he's going to, they just turn their attention the other way. They said, maybe there's another way. Maybe there's another person. Maybe there's another formula. But Jesus has come to, to save people, to save us from raging waters. He's come to give us living waters. Jesus knew that some in the crowd would have their heart set on faith. And that is the people that he was there for. He offered them living water. He offered them swimming lessons, if you will, in the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. And new life begins with living water. Nothing will change without living water. But when we accept living water, everything changes. Final point, repentance and living water will change your life. It'll change things. I was raised in church with a guy. Uh, him and I went to the same, about the same age, went to the same church. And when he got out of high school, he walked away from God. Many years passed. We finally got back together. Many years passed. 20 years passed. We got back together. He told me, he said, Bob, I can't believe how good your life is. He said, he said, Bob, I can't believe where you're at in your life. He said, my life has been nothing but a train wreck since the time I walked out of that church. I can't put my finger on it. What is the difference? I told him, I said, the difference is I did not walk away. I kept my faith centered upon Jesus Christ. And I told him this. I said, listen, there's been problems in my life. I've had struggles in my life. There's been raging water in my life. There's been times I didn't know what I was going to do. There's been times it seemed like all hell had broke loose against me and my wife and my family. But listen, we kept our heart set on faith. Amen. Keep your heart set on faith. Keep, you say it's not happening like I want it. Keep your heart set on faith. Keep your heart set upon the Lord today. Keep reaching out for, for, for living water because things begin to change. Repentance brings new life. And I told him, I said, the secret is, the difference is we've allowed God to lead us in our life. And I encourage him to repent and to come back to God. You see, after we repent, we come back to God. We, 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 we receive this renewal. We receive this refreshing today. And there's a lot of people, and they've been, they've been a Christian for a long time. They've been a believer for a long time, but we're stagnant, okay? There's a lot of us, and we followed Christ for a long time, but we're stale in our Christianity. We need a renewal. We, we need a refreshing. We need a refilling today. We can be secure, but we're stagnant. We can be converted, but we're crusty today. We need a renewing of the Holy Spirit in our life. Jesus talked about living water, and the Scripture says this. The living water he was talking about was the Holy Spirit. All right? It was a move of the Holy Spirit that was going to come later after the resurrection when the Holy Spirit descended. That, is, that Holy Spirit is for you and I today. All right? 
And the Lord wants to do an amazing work in our life as we release our faith, put our faith, set our faith upon him, set our heart upon him today, and allow him to lead us into the deeper water of revival. God is patient with us. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad he's patient? Aren't you glad he's long-suffering with us today? God won't force swimming lessons on us. God will not throw us into the deep end and say, sink or swim. That's probably what I would have done with my eight-year-old sister. Go, <laughs> go, then laugh at her, okay? Make fun. God doesn't do that, okay? There's a growth process in our life. We ought to be at a deeper experience in God than we were one year ago. We ought to be more spiritually mature today than we were five years ago. We're growing. We're learning. We're becoming. We're, we're moving forward in God. We're, we're, we're taking the word of God, and it is infiltrating our heart. It's infiltrating our mind. We're, we're living by it. We're, 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 we're letting God, we're letting the Holy Spirit deal, deal with us about the garbage and the junk in our life, and we're growing because after repentance, and after the living water comes, everything begins to change. You see, swimming is only possible when we turn everything over to God. Being, being, being controlled by the Holy Spirit, it's only possible when we turn everything over to God. It's only possible when we obey God's word. It's only possible when we begin to enjoy the blessings of God. It's only possible when we stop being manipulated by negative, cynical people. Okay? Stop hanging around with people like that, okay? And, and I'll tell you this too. Stop being a negative, cynical person. You need to get that out of your own life. You need to stop speaking defeat continually and talk about the goodness of God and set your heart and set your mind on faith today and know this. We don't necessarily know how it's going to happen, but he's going to save us from raging water. He's going to give us a deliverance that we need today. And if we need to repent, we're going to repent, and we're going to give God the very best that we've got. We're going to give him the first fruits. We're going to give him the best talent. We're going to give him the best service. We're going to give him premium time. We're going to give him premium energy. We're going to get out of waiting. We're going to stop. Yes, we begin with waiting, but we're going to get past that place of three foot of water and get to the place where God can really use us and minister in our life, to us, and then through us today so we can impact a lost and a dying world. There's so many people out there that don't know what God can do in their life. They don't know that, that, that Christ died upon the cross for them, and God wants to use us today. I'm closing this morning. Living water is for those whose heart is set on faith. Don't, we've got so many folks today, and they're proud of their doubt. They're, they wear it like a badge of honor. I'm, I'm just, I just doubt everything. I just disbelieve everything. I want to argue about everything. I want to get in all these heavy theological debates and arguments with everyone. You know, Don't be proud of your doubt. Set your heart on faith. All right? Living water is for those whose heart is set on faith. If you expect God to do nothing in your life, he's not going to do anything. If you say, listen... God is with us. God is going to help us. God is going to bring us through this time. God is going to bring us through this season. We don't know how, but God knows how. My heart is set on faith. I'm going through raging water. I look at a person like Katina. 
You've been through a lot of raging water. You've been through a lot of raging water. But God's always been there through the whole time. God brought us out of that. God brought, that, brought us out of that, that mess, that turmoil, that distress. He set our feet on higher ground. When we felt like we were sinking, that he was there. When other people were laughing and other people were ridiculing and other people were condemning, saying it's not really that bad, it's not really that big of a deal, but he reached down and he lifted you up and set your feet on a solid, firm foundation today that he saves us from raging water. He changes our life. He changes, he changes our direction. He changes our course is what he does. Amen. My God is able. God is able. There's sometimes when I'm up here preaching, I look out across this auditorium and I see people and I can just see it on your face, the, the turmoil and the struggle that you're going through. And God sees it too and God is saying, hey, just turn it over to me. Just trust me with it. Give my burden. Give me your burden. Give me the thing you've been struggling with. I'm here. I'm right here. Set your faith. Don't, don't, don't set your faith on the problem. Set your faith on me. Set your heart on me today. Trust me. I'm bringing you through this thing. And in the process, I'm teaching you a great lesson. I, I learn a lot more through difficult times. I learned so much through difficulty. I learned, <laughs> I learned so much by, by messing up, you know. I'm not trying to mess up, but I just, I just, I learned what doesn't work. That didn't work. <laughs> I need to pray more. I need to talk to God more. I need to trust God more, all right? I went, I, I, last summer we went to our convention down in uh, Texas, and I'd always been so proud of all the, how hard of a worker I was. I'm so, I, man, I'm, I'm doing so much work. I'm doing this. I'm knocking myself out. I'm killing myself. <laughs> and I went to that convention and God said, you're, you're killing yourself. Because <laughs> you're so proud. You're, you're, you got so much pride about your works. I don't care about any of that stuff. Turn your faith, put your faith, turn your heart on me. Set your heart on faith, or set your heart on faith today and believe in me. Trust in me. I, let me do it. Give it to me. Let me take it. Let me do it. Let me be the answer. Let me bring you through the raging water. And when I begin to do that, man, my whole perspective begin to change. And, and there's some things I, I start shutting off. I start, I start dialing out in my, in my own personal life. I'm not telling you you got to, but different things I start getting rid of I didn't need. I don't need that. I don't need, I'm giving too much attention to that. I don't need that. That's just a distraction, you know. And, man, God began to deal with me. God began to speak to me. And I started walking around that church instead of working I started walking around church praying in tongues. I would start walking around praying the Holy Ghost. You know? I said, pray, God, you gotta show up. <laughs> God, you gotta take this whole thing over. Because it's been impossible. It's it's literally imp within ourselves, it is literally impossible. But God, you there's nothing impossible. We're setting our heart on faith. 
you're bringing us through the raging water. If I need to do, if, I, if, if I've got to repent about some stuff, I'm, I've repented. I've put some things under the blood. I've got rid of some stuff that I did, didn't need. They're just messing my faith up today. And that's what I encourage each and every one of us to do. That if you're struggling today, give it to God. Don't just talk about it for a couple minutes and then go, well, someone, someone's going to solve my problem for me. Now, no, listen, no one can solve your problem. It, it, you got to look to the Lord today. You got to look to Christ. Make him the author and the finisher of your faith. You got to give that burden to the Lord today. Give it to him. Trust him today. And I believe that he is going to make himself real and true unto you. He's going to do something that no one else can do. Because he's God. Because he's God. Let's close with prayer today. Dear Lord, we just thank you today, God. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus went to the festival. He didn't go for the doubters. He didn't go for the unbelievers. He didn't go so he could defend himself. He went because there were seekers there. He went to, get live, give, to, to talk about the living water, to share the living water. He went there to plant hope. He went there to plant faith in their life. He went for those that are looking. He went for those that are longing. He went for those that are searching. And God, the same way today, he is here today. He is in our world. Christ, you are in our world. And you're not here for the doubters, not here for the mockers. But God, you are here for those that are content with their heart and mind fixed upon you. Their heart is set upon faith. Help us, I pray today. Encourage us. Do a great work in our life today. God, you're leading us. You're helping us to learn, to grow, to become, dear God. And there's those that's struggling today. They don't know what they're going to do. They don't know where the answer is going to come from, but Lord, let them look to you today because you are the answer. You are hope. You are life. You are liberty today. And we thank you, Lord, for these things today. Thank you, Lord. Help us. Holy Spirit, show up right now. Holy Spirit, begin to do something in someone's heart, in their life, in their mind right now. In Jesus' name, right now. God, do a work that only you can do. Give a touch, God, that only you can give today. Give us clarity of thought. Give us direction, I pray. Help us. Help us, Lord, today. To, not to lean to our understanding, God, but to look to you. In Christ's name, amen. Hey, would you stand with us today? These guys.